Okay. Welcome to episode number 10 of the LT podcast. Um, apologies about last week. I got struck down with food poisoning from the colonel, which I'm still pretty upset about. He's um, he's lost me trust, so I don't think I'll be back anytime soon. I'd like to welcome my guest for this episode, my unofficial adopted work daughter, Lucy Davis. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's oh, been yeah, a Lucy. long time coming, but um, no, I'm good. Yeah, How well, are you this week? When we work the same job and don't have any time to do anything, uh, it's pretty hard to work out a time to get this done, but school holidays has treated us both, which Definitely. is good. So um, obviously got a bit of a story to tell, which we will obviously get cracking into in a minute, but um, how's your week been, Luce? Oh, it's been a busy week. It's uh, a bit full on with uni at the moment. Um, we got placement in a week and a half, so crunch time trying to get everything done beforehand, and then we're on a four week placement, so bit busy with uni and then big week at work last week and another one this week so just trying to fit it all in I suppose. <laughs> yeah, um, standard really. Standard. Um, that'll actually, we'll touch on that as we go because I'm very interested to know, to know how you fit it all in. Obviously, yeah, we, we somehow managed to do it but mm. um, it all in. yeah, I've had a pretty full on week. Wow, not full on, I wouldn't say full on. Pies got up, so that was pretty good. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, had all of, um, what I have, a gin and raspberry and two beers. So <laughs> I was uh, basically dead sober when I was watching it, which is even better. So I actually remember this one. Um, had a good week at the gym last week, smashed a few PBs. So then this week, haven't really done heaps. School holidays, one shift at the pub. Time to relax. So yeah, catch up. yeah. Not really complaining too much about it. Um, we'll get into something you're grateful for because it's something I always forget to do until the end. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, we'll uh, get this one out of the way. Something you're grateful for right now. So obviously don't think about it too hard. Just sort of the first thing that comes to mind. Well, I was thinking about this last night, but if you asked me six months ago, I would have just said something random. But because of like I went away and experience a lot of different things you know I look at it like I'm grateful for everything that I have here you know I lived somewhere where they didn't have anything and then I come back here and I actually am grateful for everyone that I have and everything that I have now. yeah that's just the way I look at it now just a, yeah just so grateful um are they still listening yes they're still listening so they're so excited so, when I told them yesterday that I was coming on they were they're waiting for it to come yeah in. so uh because I couldn't get the village name right oh, the first so time. Nangalawai is my village. Yep. Um, so all of them still listen. Um, there's about 30 of them that listen at the moment. Yep. Um, they were started with about 15, but they're up to about 30 because all the brothers and sisters are starting to listen. So cool. they love listening to them yeah. every single week. Well, I checked, because so. um, I haven't checked my data for mm -hmm. like the, you know, the analysis of the shows and stuff for a few weeks. So I actually haven't really been looking who's been... Um, who's been watching and who hasn't, so, and listening. But, um, so, shout out to all the guys and girls over in Fiji. Um, yeah, that's, it's crazy that they're still giving this a listen and obviously having you on board. Uh, we'll get them up and about, which I think will lead straight into that. Obviously, we've got a lot to talk about, but I wanna, yeah, talk about your, your trip to Fiji, yeah. which, um, 
people that don't know, it wasn't a holiday, that's for sure. No, it definitely wasn't a holiday. Um, it came up in one of my uni emails one day, just like an overseas travel opportunity and a bit of a volunteer program. And I just, I was going through a bit at the time and I just looked at mum and I said, maybe I'll just apply, like, because thousands of people all around the world were applying. And mum's like, yeah, do it. And I applied and then within two weeks I got accepted and I looked at mum and said, well, shit, <laughs> I guess I'm going. Yep. And, um, you know, planned it and at that time I was going through a bit. So I said to mum, this is probably what I need. Yep. And then um, obviously coming into this year, I was in a much better place. And I actually think I said to you, I said, I don't think I should go anymore. Like yeah. I feel, I feel better. And you were like, still go like it's what you need to do. So off I went and it was honestly the most incredible thing I've ever done. I did something similar in Vietnam and Cambodia five years ago. But um, this was this was next level. Like I cannot. It was. Hindsight's a good thing because it's definitely what you needed. Still, even oh. though you're in a better place. I was I was feeling much better, but as soon as I got there, I was like, nah, I needed this. Like I'm. It was amazing. It was yeah. incredible. So um, touch on like the reasoning for the trip. Like what was the whole? I know, but what was the you know what was the whole point of going over there, getting selected for one? You were the only person from the country. Yeah, so I was the only one from Australia that went. Um, there was 26 of us. There was 20 of them were from the UK. There was a girl from um, India. There was a girl from Jordan. There was a couple from the USA and then myself. And then there was one from Indonesia. Um, so we were going over there to do a, um, a mental health project. Yep. So we were going in and doing um, workshops um, based around what mental health is, um, how to deal with it, different strategies, who to talk to, becoming an ambassador. Um, so we did that every like Monday to Friday. We had a very strict schedule over there. And then we were also, cause I'm studying primary teaching. I was also teaching in the district school. Once like one lesson a day, just teaching English cause their alphabets are very different to ours. And then we were doing like a culture course. So they were teaching us as well. So it was a bit of full on like three and a half, four weeks, but yeah. it was it was worth it. We learned a lot, they learned a lot. That's the main thing. Yeah, and I think obviously my first episode come out when you were over there. Yeah, um, that's why we listened to yeah, it. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, yeah, that sort of kickstarted my, my holy shit moment was mm. when you said that they were gonna have a listen and I was like, oh yeah, and then thought it'd be a once off and then all of a sudden they've got a subscription to listen to every week, so, which is nuts. Um, how'd you go with obviously you had a week in a in a villa and then straight into the village like yeah. the the um the I guess yeah, like the social economic shock for a start but like what was it like your initial your initial reaction well because we stayed in this well, it was beautiful actually yeah. the resort we stayed in the night before we went in. And we'd done like all these little workshops throughout like our lead-in days just to prepare us. But no one prepares you for the way you feel when you walk in. Um, our bus pulled around the corner and we were supposed to get to the village at like 3.30pm. That's when the villagers were told we were getting there. We didn't get there till 5. And this is what puts it into perspective of how excited they were. Is we pulled around the corner to come into the village. And every single person from the village was standing on the corner with guitars in their bright buller shirts, singing, serenading, like dancing, cheering. And we Love were just that. like, they've been waiting for like two hours. Yep. They've been waiting all day for us to come. 
and you pull up and get off and got off the bus and there's these guys grab my bags they're like where are your brothers and I'm like who who even are you like yeah. I had yeah. no idea what was going on and you look around and it's just mud and grass and tin they look like tin sheds but they're their houses and they they're just so happy they don't wear shoes like their clothes are all dirty and yeah. it's nothing like if you've seen that walking around the street here you'd be like yeah ill but like you got there and you're just like what what have I done to myself like yeah. what have I done and then we got introduced to the whole village and we had to stand up and say where we were from and what our names and then we got introduced to our parents and our brothers and sisters my family so my dad was the leader of the church like the pastor of the church or something like that yep. so he was quite high up in the hierarchy and so was my older brother um but anyway so we went down to our house and it's literally it was probably the size of my kitchen and lounge room combi- combined yep. and there was 11 of us living in the house like once me and sophia went in yeah we had like a a living area and then two bedrooms but not bedrooms we didn't have beds they built us this like wooden bed and put like a foam thing on the bottom that we slept on and we just slept with like a sheet over us yeah and then we ate outside underneath the patio like on we eat, you eat on the ground you yeah. do everything on the ground you're yeah. not supposed to sit any higher than anyone you're supposed to sit on the ground yeah we had a flushing toilet though cool. so like everyone had a flushing toilet um, doesn't mean it was clean, but it no, was a flushing cool. toilet. Yeah. And then we had um, a shower, but you had to go down to the river to fill up the buckets first. Then you got in the shower and you right. showered with like cold river water. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely a shock. Well, I rang dad about two days in, so I don't know what I've done to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know where I am. I don't know how to explain what I'm doing, but I'm living in a tin shed and... There's 11 of us in the house. And I guess like that initial shock, you would have been like, what? But how good? It was really good. It took me like probably two days to get used to. And then after that, it was like natural. Oh, not natural, but it felt natural because I was like, well, I'm going to be here for four weeks. And And I think I've seen obviously your family and the village themselves and how happy they are. Oh, Um, the smile on my mum's face over there was so big when we walked in the door because she's got five kids um so I had five siblings but to have like us there she was just so excited yeah so welcoming they let us have do whatever we want they made sure that we were comfortable um our brothers because we were um like white females you had to be walked everywhere like during the day at night time because other villagers come in and they weren't worried about their own villages they were worried about other villages so Yep. My brothers were with us all the time. Like, if we were going somewhere, they had to come. And yeah. at the start, it was a yeah. little bit because, like, you know, you sort of walk wherever yeah. you want, but Confronting. Yeah. you sort of get used to it and that you don't even notice that they're there after that. But they're just so happy. All of them were so happy the whole time. There was never a day where no one wasn't smiling yep. and you weren't dancing, you weren't singing, you weren't doing anything. I love that. I wish I could live in those shoes. Just but throwing it out. It had there. like uh, when people think of Fiji, it's like all hot sun. Yeah. No, it wasn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it yep. was not like this that at like all. It was r- pure. for the first week. It rained every single day. Yeah. And it was freezing, and we did not pack for rain and cold. So it's like being in Mount Gambier. Yeah. So yeah. by the like you wore your shoes, but there was mud. Like there's mud. There's no paths. Yeah. So there was mud everywhere. So you, by the time you get to your destination, there's mud all up your shoes, like they're covered in mud. I literally looked at Sophia like three days in. I said, I'm wearing no shoes. 
Yeah. I understand why they wear no shoes now, and I did no shoes, and everyone was like, staring at me. I was like, I'm from Australia, like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not wear no shoes, and it was like we just walked around with no shoes on, mud everywhere. Yeah, I wish it was like socially acceptable over here to walk around with no shoes on. Yeah, but like, even like in the village, like they just walk around and on these rocks. I was like, mm, I don't like the rocks. I'll do the mud, and I don't like the rocks. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you went over there to teach them more about mental health and everything. Um, how did they? I guess how did they go learning about it? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, obviously... So, to start with, when we first brought up the topic, they didn't know what it was. Yeah. They um, have, a like, a nurse's station there, but the nurses aren't trained in that. They're just trained in basic first aid. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone breaks around, they go there and they snap it back in and off you go. But that's literally what they do. They're it's off. Fuck. Yeah. And um, so, they had no idea... So we had to sort of start from the start of talking about feelings and the way that different feelings make you feel. And when we went around, our first activity, we went around a circle and we said all the feelings that we'd been feeling in the past 24 hours. Yep. And for all of us, it was like overwhelming, happy, excited. Yep. And for them, it was all like, they were happy to see us excited and that. And then we went and did a how did you feel before we came to the village? So like it was for us, it was like we're nervous, all that. Yeah. But for them, it was like some of them realized that like the question was a bit broader, and they're like, "Well, we've felt sad because, our, yeah, you know, we've whatever happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they've had they've some of them have had awful things happen to them, yeah. like awful things. And when they were telling their stories, you couldn't help but cry. I cried at every single one of their stories, and I mean, people that know me know that I cry a lot, you, anyways. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I cried at most of their stories because some of them had lost so much. Yeah. And like everyone thought they were a lot older than what they were. Like all the photos I posted, everyone thought they mm. were like 30s. Yeah. Those boys were all like 18 to 23. Like yeah. Yeah. they were all that age. And some of them had lost everything, like been taken away from their families. And when they really thought about it, they were like, well, when that happened, it made me feel really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then like as you talked about it, we talked about what anxiety is and what depression is like sort of saying that it makes you feel really nervous and you might get really sweaty you might feel a bit uncomfortable and then when you've got a bit of depression you know you don't want to get out of bed you just want to stay at home we had to put it into a perspective of you play rugby every day but you didn't feel like going to play rugby yeah. for multiple days in a row and they were like oh well i've done that before like i didn't play rugby for four weeks and then we'd be well, like to their friend did you notice that he wasn't playing rugby? Oh, yeah. So how did, like, why didn't you go see him? Like, why didn't you yeah. check in? Yeah. But now they do check in on each other. Like, just like we talked it's about what it is. Right. We made these big display posters and put them up in the main hall. Yeah. Just to like educate like what it is, how physical activity can help you, how this can help you. That's crazy. And then we nominated two mental health ambassadors on our last day. So one female and one male. And they're gonna get continued support from the mental health agency in Suva. So they get like stuff sent to them that's sponsored by Think Pacific. Yep. So that gets sent to them um, once every six months. They'll get a big package sent to them of different pamphlets and coping mechanisms right. to yeah. teach each other so then they'll all do workshops with each other when that comes in from their mental health ambassadors that's unbelievable that's so good um and obviously 
they are listening. So keep checking in on each other. Keep looking after each other. Um, if you don't feel like playing rugby, it's okay. And if if you are down in the dumps, you are a bit sad, it's okay. You just will get by. Um, obviously, from what Lucy has said about you guys, she's come back and obviously told me her story about what happened and everything over there, is uh, the village itself are very strong people. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, that's crazy. So um, from there, I guess, with, I guess we'll start with obviously the work, work-life balance that we both somehow juggle, yeah. somehow we obviously, I think the biggest thing is we talk about on here is like the mask that we wear. Yeah. And you're a big one for that. Yeah. Um, obviously at work, you know, majority of the time you're pretty bubbly. Um, and then, yeah, I guess you take, take that mask off and there's a little bit more under, under the surface, but I guess like, you know, we obviously do it, but we're all that busy that you just get by. But yeah, you obviously you're studying to become a teacher, working full time. Uh, what else have you got? Babysitting your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, um, no. That's full time, full time <laughs> babysitter. No, but yeah, I guess like, how do you fit it all in, Luz? Oh, I just, it's probably a benefit that I work for dad. Like yeah. I've, I've always said it, like, I don't think I could work anywhere else while I'm no. studying. Like, there's no one that would be that understanding. If I yeah. said to him at the start of the week, look, I have a lot on, takes me off. Yeah. If I say, look, I'm all caught up, puts me back on. Yeah. Um, always looks out for me in that sense. Like, it's always like... I think it obviously helps, I'm going to butt in, but obviously mm-hmm. it helps for you, it's the same as me, is my parents work hard. Yeah. Your parents work hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think it just comes natural that... Well, and I've always worked, I always work hard. Like yeah. I've always put in a hundred, I'm always 110% with him. Like yeah. I always, you know, if he needs me to drop what I'm doing, like if i am got plans that night and he looks at me and goes, look, I need you to work. Yeah. I come into work. Yeah. If he rings me, loose him short. Yeah. And I go like, yeah. I just put in like whether I do 50, 45 hours a week or whether I do 20 hours a week. Yeah. I just do whatever he needs and whatever's best for me. I don't normally work during the day. So I do put in like 10 hour study days. Mm and then go work, you know, four or five hours a night. And then on weekends, you know, put in the, you know, 25 hours on Saturdays and Sundays, a bit of Fridays too. And then, you know, study on my breaks. When it's a bit quieter, you know, just chill there, yeah. watch the bars, study a little bit, like, yeah. just do as much as I can so that I'm not, you know, under stress. Yeah, yeah. And then before I went to Fiji, I was, I was in a spot where I was like, I've got to get shit done. Yeah. I can't work. I just need to. I just need to take time off just before I go. So I did. I didn't work that much before I left. I cut back a lot. I think with you, I cut back a bit. Still yeah. work the weekends, yeah. but cut back during the week so I could catch up. And you know, I just ring him, and if I say, oh, "Look, I need a few days off," yeah, sorts it out for me, or he works for me, and he's always been like that. You know, I, and it's you know, funny, like he looks after me for someone that doesn't really understand mental health. He also understands yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um. Which, yeah, he's. Yeah, like I said, it's probably a good thing that you inherited your parents' bloody drive and, you yeah, you work hard. We just sort of fit it in, don't we? Yeah, Somehow. just like obviously when I was going through a bit last year, yeah. we started to learn a bit more about yeah. mental health because I was going through a lot and he could tell. Yeah. Um, and then when I just said, look, I just want to work, I just need to work, he just put me on until I got burnt out and then he's yeah. like, you need to have a few days off. And, you know, probably should have took him to Fiji. 
yeah, and like taught him about mental health and sat him down. Should have taken him with me. <laughs> he would have absolutely fitted in with no shoes on over there. Um, I think he, he just wouldn't have been able to deal with the shower thing or nah. sleeping on the floor nah. or um the food. Yeah. Well, the food other. was hard, but yeah. he wouldn't have been able to deal with nah. that. <laughs> no, nah. it's no chicken parmy, that's for sure. No, nah, no um, food over there. So, yeah, obviously, and how you obviously do a lot so you don't get stressed, but also it's got to be bloody stressful. Oh, it does get very stressful, and poor Ben probably cops it a bit because I just yeah. get really upset sure. at him for no reason, get like really short with people, and yeah. probably thinks that I'm mad, but I've just got a lot going through. Like, I know mm. I need to do this, this, and this, and this, and he probably gets home and wants to talk to me, and I'm just like, yeah. Losing my mind about something and And how does he obviously you know, we love Ben. Yeah, we do love He's Ben. He's one of a kind. Mm. But how does he go with obviously putting up with you when you're stressing and Well, he's a bit of, he's a bit of a jokester. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. He likes it likes a good joke. And I think it does help because he yep. just like he'll walk in and he'll just be able to tell by the look on my face that I'm just not feeling it. Not feeling it. And He'll just crack a joke that's not even funny and it will make me laugh. Yeah. And yeah. then he'll just sit there with me and just listen to me. Yeah. He's probably not even listening half the nah. time, but he's just nah. sitting there and he's listening. He looks like he's listening, so he's halfway there. Yeah. He's like doing something else at the time and yeah. he just listens. And then he's like, do you want an ice cream? And then we could get an ice cream and you know what? It makes me feel better. But yeah. sometimes I think I just need, like I do need him just to. Shut the fuck up. No, like oh. just I just need him to like he just needs to Maybe crack those jokes. I just need him to shut the fuck up sometimes. No, He's, he does talk a lot. But, yeah. Um, I guess no, when yeah. It's good though because like he just knows when to do it and when not to do yeah. it. Like he's just yeah. Just knows by the look on my face whether I'm gonna be in in the mood for a joke or not. Yeah. Nah. Good old Benny. We love Ben. Um, he's done well putting up with me, but. I think you've done well putting up with him. Obviously, <laughs> don't sell, you, sell yourself short there. Uh, so, obviously, with your, your mental health side of things, you obviously don't just go over there and teach people about mental health if you've never actually, yeah. one, educated yourself, two, probably been in their shoes. Um, yeah, we, we have, obviously, pretty honest chats at work. We yeah. did over the last year, well, last four years, five years. Um, but obviously what, I guess, well, when, how did, uh, your mental health start sort of giving you a little bit of grief? I had a really bad year last year. Yeah. And those of you that were there for it know about it. Yeah. I, um, well, it started when I broke my fingers. Yeah. Um. On the piss. Everyone knows that story. It was fun. It's funny now. It wasn't yeah. funny at the time. Um, I think it was funny at the time. Like people that when, knew you, about it. when you fell over and broke your fingers, everyone was like, "Ha ha ha, funny." Then but they thought then, I was joking. <laughs> but then the process, I guess. Yeah. So I um, broke them on the Saturday night yeah. after East Cheller. I don't think I'll ever go back to one. Just it's, it's a bit cursed. Yeah. Um, and I was crying out the front of the Max with Simon and Nathan from there. Yeah. Um, the security guard was like, "You can't come in. You're too drunk." I said, "I just want to talk to Nathan and Simon. Like, there's something wrong." Yeah. They got him out there and I just held up my hand and they were like, oh my God, what have you done? So, you know, Simon's ringing dad. Dad's threatened me that day being like, do not ring me. I'm not coming to get you. I've had a big week. And it was the worst night to do it because he yeah. was so angry. Yeah. And then Jesse Plunkett was out there actually. And I was just bawling my eyes out. Well, not, I wasn't even in any pain. It was the fact that I could see that they were 
put in the wrong way the and yeah. yeah, just not right. Yeah. So I had two surgeries after that. I was in the cast for two months and it was just so lonely. Like I was sitting at home all day, I couldn't drive. Yeah. Couldn't work, couldn't yeah. do anything. I had, if I wanted to go somewhere, I had to go with someone and it was just too hard. Yeah. And so I got a little bit, I fell into a bit of a depression. I was yeah. sitting on the couch all day, the curtains closed not wanting to talk to anyone, just sitting there, couldn't cut my own toast, couldn't make anything myself, I had one arm. And then Uncle Chris died. Yeah. And that was hard. Yeah. You were close to him too. Yeah, he was a bloody good man. He was, so that happened uh, like five days after my second surgery. Yeah. So I was on, on the meds. Yeah. Emotional. Yep. And then we went and got so drunk that day, me and dad at the Greyhounds. Yeah. But when he died, that was, you know, he was the one I rang. He was, yeah. I always rang him. And then when he died, like he died on his birthday. So I just sent him a message like, happy birthday. And then mum came in and was like, you passed away this morning. So that was hard. Yeah. Everyone he, everyone from the pubs was hurt by that yeah. one. Yeah. Like we were all real close to him. You know, your Isaacs S- and Robbie's. Someone and that himself. like, he, he had time for everyone. Oh, and yeah. like for some of the, we didn't know for a, long time made a massive impact on all of us oh, I think just, he was just, just there for all of us yeah. like he used to pick me up every saturday night when yeah. he was here yeah no matter the time i'd ring him and he'd come get me yeah and he just like i think the biggest thing you know especially with him he'd check in well he was hey, going, going mate through yeah the worst, not bad whatever going through the worst thing you know his bowel cancer yeah. and it was really bad but he'd still worry about you yeah like he would still ring and be like how are you going yeah. though like are you okay and he would always ring every week, even if he was in hospital, like yeah. having all these surgeries and literally just feeling like ass. He would always ring and check in on everyone. Yeah. Well, he's in the middle of fighting cancer, cancer yeah. which is crazy. Um, yeah. So, so, so then I was obviously, and I was obviously in a really bad relationship last year. Yeah. Let's put that out there. It wasn't with Ben. It was no. with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So I was in a really bad relationship. Um, he had no time for me. Yep. Was addicted to drugs, gambling, alcohol, everything. Yeah. Was abusive. Just not it. Cheated on me so many times. And I kept going back because I was quite young, a bit uneducated, was going through a lot. And I was like, do you know what? When he's good, he's good. Yeah. And then 90% yeah. of the time he's not. Yeah. So he uh, broke my heart pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. Uh, obviously on top of everything else. Yeah, and I was studying and trying to get through it, and then a lot of shit was going down at that yeah. time. And yeah, I think I just looked at mum and I was like, I don't think I can do it. It's getting too hard. Yeah. And then we went to Queensland, and he came with us, and that was the plan, I'm sure. When we got back, I just said, I'm done. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. And then. That was probably the root of the problems. Am I right? Yeah. He was like, if he was having a bad day with me, then that was. Yeah, I couldn't come back from that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, easier said than done, but obviously if you find yourself in that situation, get the fuck out. I, yeah, and I... Like you I said, know, easier I, said than done. It's like, I tried so many times and, you know, then it'd be like, pay the sorry act and the big apology and would show up in town and surprise me after we've had a massive fight. And yeah. it's just like... And then we went to Queensland. He was, he was horrible. Horrible, and I actually thought Dad was going to kill him on the side of the road and leave him there. That's how horrible he was. Yeah. And yeah. I got back, and I was supposed to come back to Mount Gambier on the Tuesday or something. And I just looked at my mum and said, "I'm getting on the first flight. Getting the fuck out of here." And 
he was still because we got back and I was so tired so I went to bed he snuck out after I went to sleep went and got high slept with someone the 20th person since we've been together yeah tried to sneak back in but I'd already left I got on a 10 a.m. flight but he hadn't come home so I just grabbed my bag and left didn't leave a note didn't send a message just left and then I had all these messages and phone calls like where are you where are you and I said I'm not coming back like I'm done can't do it anymore and that was it yeah and then he tried to contact me for ages and I just couldn't do it anymore so no enough's enough yeah so you're (laughs) you're obviously rolling from that to you're studying you're working you um, yeah, you break your fingers. Yeah. Then Chris died. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you dig yourself out of that? Well, I started seeing a therapist. Yeah. She was amazing. I just went to her and I just unloaded everything from the start of my life to yeah that that point. I Isn't just, it funny how they get you to open up without even really like saying? Much? Yeah, I, we were just talking about I think work or something, and then said I work for dad, and it was just like blood everything. Yeah. And then I started, me and Ben were friends. Yeah. And me and Ben started hanging out as friends. You know, he knew about everything. Yeah. I don't know, I told him one day, I just kind of told him everything that had happened because he asked. Yeah. And at that point, I just needed someone. I told him everything. Yeah. And then we started hanging out every day as friends. We were going to be just friends because he was supposed to be in yep. England, but yep. or leaving. Yeah. And then didn't really think much of it, and then it just kind of eventuated into yeah, us, and well, he never left. No, so. no, he's still here. Um, but I just, I had to, I went to therapy for a long time. Yeah. I was gone once a week, which is very, which is a lot. Yeah. For people that go, I just said to her, I said, I've had a lot. Like, I yeah, came, went, got a lot to unpack. I went once a week for six, eight weeks, and then it was like once a month, and then... I haven't seen her for a little while, but I've been feeling yeah. good. Yeah. And, you know, I had Ben and I had Mum and I had Nikki Franklin and yeah. Isaac Raymond. I had them and So what what sort of kicked you in the bum to go see someone? I just looked at I just remember walking out one day and mum was like, Are you gonna go to work today? I was like, I just don't think I can. Yeah. And I just looked at her, I said, There's something wrong, like I just yeah. I looked at her, I said, I don't want to go on medication. Yeah. I said, I just want to see if I can talk it out, get it out of me. Yeah. You know, see if I can not fix myself. But no, but yeah, yeah. You know, Use medication help. as a and plan B. I just said there, I said, I don't want to go on medication. She was like, well, people, I said, I just, it's not yeah. me. Like, no. I'm proud of people that do it. Like, medication is for some people. Yeah. I can't. I just no. didn't, I couldn't see myself doing it. And then I was like, I'm going to come every week. And yeah, that was, I just went. I just, yeah. said, I just said to mum, I had to go. And then I told dad, probably three weeks in. I didn't tell him straight away, because yeah. he doesn't, he's not very good with no, that. No, no. So I told him three weeks in, when we were sitting on the couch, I just said, look, I'm doing this. And then I told him everything about Ryan. Yeah. From start to finish. Yeah. Told him everything, like, I was like, my fingers, and Uncle Chris dying, and yeah. Ryan, like, it's just, just it was a lot. Yeah. I said, I just need someone to talk to, like someone else. And he was like, okay. Yeah. And especially, I think, like, the life you were living where you were, and I mean, you still are, just surrounded by, which is a good thing. Like, you have a really good circle. 
but you're yeah. surrounded by the exact same people. And you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and you were, like, you were working that off and then it was sort of me and a couple others and then there was sort of, you know, when you're playing netball or whatever, there was those people and your family. I think, um, you know, and obviously you're a massive advocate for it, is going to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, obviously, and yeah, go from a fucking deep, dark pit to where you are now. Yeah. And obviously it works. Um, you know, you obviously talk about medication and I'm medicated and didn't go talk to someone, but I've found that obviously the more I talk to people generally around town and put it on social media and all that, like I feel a million bucks. Um, I've gone days without taking medication and I just hit a wall, which, you know, for me, it doesn't turn me into a robot, which is good. Some people say it does, turns me into a bit of a zombie, but I think, you know, Number one is go talk to someone. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I went to my GP and went that way. But if you can get in to see someone, hundred percent do it because obviously it's living proof that you can get out of that that dark pit. Yeah, I went to my GP first yeah. to get the mental health plan. Yeah. And he knew about everything that was going on because there was a lot more going on behind the scenes as well. Yeah. Um, he knew about everything that was going on, and he just looked at me and it was like, "It's probably what you need." Yeah. And he was really, he's retired now, annoying, but yeah, he's rude. retired. Um, but yeah, he looked at me and he was like, it's what you need. Like, I'm glad that you've realised. And he got me in with this, he's like, oh. I said, I don't really want anyone that's, not they, like they're going to tell mum and dad, but like I don't really want anyone that's friends with mum and dad that, you know, I'm in that circle somehow. Yeah. Like I want yeah. someone that doesn't parents. really know who I am. Yeah. And this lady's a bit older. And she, like, she knew of dad, like, with the pubs, but didn't yeah. know him that well. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this will work out for me. And I, you know, went. And then I went and did my, six months later, I had to go do a, like, revisit of my mental health plan. And he yeah. was like, how are you feeling? I was like, I feel so much better. He's like, just still keep going for a little bit, like, until you're ready to stop. Yeah. And then I just haven't been back for a while. But she always said I'd just ring her and come in whenever, like. So when was the last time you went, do you reckon? Off the top of your head. Probably like just before I went to Fiji. Probably four weeks before I went to Fiji. When did you go to Fiji? June. June. Yeah, right. So May. So you haven't been in five months. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. yeah. But I have a really good circle around me. Like I talk to Ben a lot. You know, I'm really close with Nikki and Isaac. So, yeah. you know, me and Nikki talk a lot. Like yeah. she helps with a lot more than what I probably think she does. She's she's there. She's yeah. always good there. Good sounding board. And then obviously yourself and mum and dad. Yeah. Even Geordie's there sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's always there though. I think, if I, I think ever turned around lucky. and said I needed her, she'd be there. 100%, yeah. She just won't pick me up or... No, that's right. That's <laughs> bring me lunch standard, or anything, but... <laughs> standard dad. If I looked at her and I said, look, I need to talk to you, she would 100% drop what she's yeah. doing and listen. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like I said, you've got a pretty good circle. You've got a really tight-knit family. Um, so I think, yeah, obviously you've, you've bounced back pretty well. Um, but yeah, that, that trip to Fiji. It definitely did. I think the that world was yeah. Lot of good. Yeah, because yeah. what was it? You only had an hour a day, was it? Yeah. No. So I had an hour a day of. It was supposed to be no service at all. Yeah. And then we got lucky because the school, the district school, was in our village, and they have Wi-Fi up there, and they said they were like, you can use our Wi-Fi one hour a day if you come up and have a dinner with us once a week with the teachers. 
And we were like, well, that's easy. Like, yeah, you would have done it. You're anyway. gonna get a feed. Like, yeah. we've got like you eat dinner over there. Like, you never really stay at home for dinner. You sort yeah. of go everywhere. Yeah. Um. So we were like, yeah, that's fine. And then it was like four till five p.m. over there, which is like three o'clock, two o'clock over here in the afternoon. Right. So it's only yeah. two and a half hours for me, but for the UK people, it was like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. For them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So true. they were like struggling, whereas everyone was awake when I was. When everyone was awake when I was on my like, yeah. hour a day, yeah, so I, I didn't really... Bring in your dad and stuff. Yeah, so I got to bring my dad and just be like, look. What's up? This is what I'm doing today. He'd be like, what did you do last night? I'd be like, grogged. Yeah. Which is... Grogged. Yeah. Grog is... What is it? Grog is kava, so it's a plant. They plant it in the ground and then they harvest it. Then you have to dry it out for like 48 hours. And then you like grind it and then you put it in a bag and you mix it up with some water, like unfiltered water, so it's really bad for you. Yep. And then you drink it. Brilliant. And it makes you not high, but it makes you feel like like makes your face numb, makes you feel a bit cooked. Yeah, nice. And we did that every day, so Yeah, <laughs> so you're pretty cooked for Makes you go to sleep really quickly though, so you didn't really care about the sleeping conditions after you drank a few grog bowls, so yeah. Do I don't miss it. It didn't taste nah, it was taste nah. like shit. Yeah. Actually it was disgusting. But Yeah, I remember. When you you're in the setting, like grog parties were so much fun. Like all you did was they have the music pumping. The same ten songs on repeat, mind you. And um you're just sitting there drinking the grog. There's like a big you have to go through the same process. So like the grog master like mixes it yeah then it goes around to the elders in the room then all the males then all the females and then you drink and then if you get the music comes on and you either get picked to dance or you go pick someone you can't dance as a big group you've got to dance in pairs that's right. the that's the rule like yep. you don't dance with people you dance with one person and you got we got picked every single time like you'd be dancing to some random and then all of a sudden one random night like halfway through Diamonds in the sky, or Diamonds by yeah. freaking Rihanna, Rihanna or whatever yeah. came on and we were all like, what? What is this song doing on? So it was like, like was it Fijian music? Yeah. And then And then Diamonds, Diamonds. in the Sky by Rihanna come on one night and we were like, what is going on? And then like from then on they played it every single just, time they yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. Did the boys love it? Like they, yeah. Yeah. They just loved it and I right. was like, Diamonds in the Sky, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. And then the last week, they found the Macarena and found out that there's an actual dance to it. Because we did it once. Did you, yeah. We did yep. it once on the, one of the grog nights we went to when we were, all the volunteers were at. And then they played it every single time after that. Yep. It yep. was like... Do and they then they learned it. Do they still do it? Yeah. My do brother sent me a video a few weeks ago of him and a few of the boys doing it back in the thing. Love that. Love so that. So cute, actually. So at least you think, like, you go on a trip like that, do all your, the mental health and, and the teaching and all that sort of stuff. But then you, something so small like the Macarena. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And you, you just, it's such a lasting impression, I guess. Like at least it's something that you'll, they'll remember you for. Well, they love it. Like on the last night, so on the very last night before we left, we didn't sleep. Like we stayed up all night, just yeah. dancing, yeah. partying, grogging. But the grog, there was something in that grog that night. It made everyone sick. Everyone was spewing out on the grass. All the wild animals were eating it, so it was gone. Yeah, but like, that. yeah, 
there was something wrong with that grog because it made it made everyone sick. Everyone was outside spewing at like one a.m. The locals as well. Yep. So they were like, so apparently when you don't dry it out for long enough, yeah, there's like a toxin in it. That's why they dry it, uh, and they because they'd harvest this grog, grog, but they didn't think they'd had enough. So they harvest more, but they didn't let that dry out enough. So by the time we got to that part of the grog. Yeah. Everyone was so sick. We all had to be on this carrier ride for like nine hours the next day. We were like, we cannot be sick. Like, this is bad. And then it was like 1 a.m. I'm like, I'm not drinking any more grog. Like, yeah. Nah, no way. So we're out there trying to get it all out. Oh. It's like 20 of us lined up. <laughs> it was an experience. Yuck. But anyway, Yuck. so after we've done that, we come back inside. We're sitting there and we're all like dying because we're like, nah. And then they put the macaroon on and we're like. Did you get up? We all looked at each other. We have to, we have yeah. to get up. And then all the like male volunteers that um, had learnt it from us at our grog parties got up and did it with us. And all of us were like, look awful in the video. <laughs> like we looked just, we looked terrible. We've yeah. all been outside. Then they played it again at like quarter past five in the morning. And then as we were leaving, like packing up the carriers with all of our stuff, they played it again. So we all, everyone in the village did it. That was the last dance we had before we all got on the carrier. Love that, that was it. So yeah, and that's like, obviously they're the memories that you'll have, they're the memories that they have. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, an experience that, like, you'll probably never have again. So, um, going back to, obviously, your mental health stuff, mm. what is, obviously, some advice that you I would give probably a female. Yeah. And then B, just general advice. For a female, I, my experience was based on a boy that treated me so bad. And that's probably given me a lot of issues for the future. But um, it's always like you just need to find that one female that you trust. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be your mum or anything. Like it's just that one female friend that you trust. And they, they just have to be a person. Like... Nikki's mine. Yeah. She's my person. Yeah. I ring her. I text her. I tell her everything. She either gives me like, like a big load of advice, or she's like, "That's just silly." Yeah. <laughs> like she's yeah. just that rash. But just like, she listens and doesn't judge. Just listens, and get help. Like, go talk to someone. Like, literally, yeah. just go see a GP. Even if you think like you don't, and you're not that bad. Like, I was probably in denial a bit that I wasn't that bad, and then I just was like. No, I just just need help. Yeah. So I went and got help, and getting help was the best thing I did. Yeah. Like hundred percent, and that's for everyone. Like just go and get help. Like yeah, it doesn't have to be medication. It just has to be whether someone well, you talk to, like unloading. that you trust, even if it's like an old friend that doesn't yeah. live here. You know, if you want to talk about people that do live here, but this town's quite small, yeah. so yeah, you either find someone you trust or you talk yeah. to someone from away. Like, or you get yourself like a a Ben or a Luke that. You can absolutely bitch about someone and they won't even listen. No, so. well, Ben knows everything. Like, when I was going through that yeah. really tough bit of, like, towards probably October last year was when yeah. I hit rock bottom. Yeah. And I just sat there and I just told him everything one day and he just listened. And he still to this day has never told anyone yeah. what I've said. Yeah. And yeah. But even with the, the little listened. stuff, obviously, like, my advice to girls is, obviously, if you have a partner... Unload on them too because yeah. half the time we don't listen because it probably doesn't really affect us. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like even if you're having trouble with a girl or if you're bloody whatever, mm. unload on your partner because 
half the time we either don't listen or we forget. Yeah. But that's from personal experience. Is <laughs> Chanel tells me a fair bit, not everything, but yeah, half the time I forget shit anyway. So um, I talk to Ben about everything. Yeah. I just like he's just if something even if it's exciting, he's the first person I tell. Like yeah. He's that person. I'll ring him and be like, "You never guess what happened." Yeah. And then yeah, he's my person. I'll just yeah. talk to him all the time, and he saved me. Him, you, and my mum probably saved me October last year. Yeah. Like you turned, you turned. I was in a really, really bad place, and he just sat there and was like, "I'll be here for me from start to finish," and he has been. Yeah. And he was really good, and I actually am really grateful for what he did. Like he just sat there and listened the whole time. Yeah. He came with me to a few things and was just always there. Like if I was like, I just need a day out. Yeah. Took me to the beach. Yeah. Which I'll give him his props. I didn't think he'd be like capable of that mm. because of just obviously the way he is which is not a bad thing like he's just never overly serious unless he's flustered at the pub while he's cooking but like <laughs> he's not a very serious dude um a lot of people don't see that side either. no and that's right yeah mm. yeah so for him to obviously step up yeah and just bear sounding board good on you benny um and back to obviously just going to seek help if you don't think you're that bad or you just never know the outcome as well i think i went there and i've spoken about it before and you know but like i went there obviously because my depression uh obviously i just didn't know what was wrong and all the rest of it but my anxiety actually come back worse mm. than what my depression was and then all of a sudden i was like what the fuck like you know what i mean so you go there because you think that you know oh shit like i do i do feel pretty average or whatever but you also might find out more you might find out that hang on it is just sort of a a little bit that you're going through, but they might actually pick up the anxiety shit or vice versa. So yeah. definitely, whether it's, you know, if you, if you think it's minor, still go see someone anyway. Um, and definitely sound off on, you know, Lucy will be the same now where you can flick her a message or whatever and for a little bit of advice. Um, yeah, like you just you just don't know, I guess. Like if, if you might think it's something small, but if you said to us, hey, like, Jesus, I... I haven't got out of bed in three days, we'd be like, fuck. Well, even like a lot of people at work last year probably didn't know that I was going through a lot. Like yeah. I did put a big mask on last year. And then when I broke down, I broke down pretty hard. Yeah. And yeah. I was... And a lot of it was like when you hit the piss, you were just like... I used to cry. Like a wreck. lot of people associated me as the crier when I yeah. was drunk. Yeah. But I was getting drunk a lot last year just because I had a lot going on and yeah. I'd cry over random things, but it was, there was just so much going on. Yeah. And, you know, every time I'd be on the piss, you'd be like, oh my God, look. Yeah, here we go. Here we go again. Yeah. Hold and on, then I think on. it all came out with you when I was on the piss one yeah. night and I just was just like, well, Ryan's done X, Y, Z. And yeah. you were like, what is going on? I knew there was shit going on, but I didn't know, like, obviously the, the brunt of it. And then when you told me when you were pissed, I was like, no. yeah. I knew the crying obviously was not you, but then yeah, obviously when you told me, I was like, holy shit. And I guess that's obviously, you know, you put that mask on while you're at work or whatever and, and people just think, oh yep, she's, you know, she's happy as Larry. She's, and you are, cause obviously you're a good vibe beyond the bar, especially on Sunday nights and stuff. Oh yeah, and when I get the call up for sad days, I'm just, yeah, just yeah. doing vibes. So a little bit negative still, back there, uh, but I like to bring the vibes up when I come yeah, in for yeah, the call which, up. Which you do, so, and that's, that's the biggest thing. And I guess that's like, prime example of you don't know what someone is going through oh yeah because you would have looked at lucy on a saturday night when she was working and thought oh fuck well look at her she's dancing on the bar she's you know still getting shit done but she's she's up and about but mm. yeah for me i was like jesus like good on her because 
I don't know how the fuck she's getting through what she's going through, but yeah. um, you know, just just take a minute out of your day to make sure people are actually all right. Because yeah. a lot of people do put on that mask, and you know, we still do every now and then just to get through the day. But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, especially yeah, knowing what you're going through, and you're still rocking up to work and doing whatever you're doing. Um, hats off to you because yeah, obviously shows strength to get through what you got through. Um, advice just general advice obviously we touched on the girl thing that you know confide in your friends and and whatever but i guess like especially if someone right now come to you and said right you know i need a bit of advice first bit of advice you'd give literally just take time out of your day to just be by yourself like i found that if i was sitting outside on the grass by myself I would be able to think about, think a lot clearer about what was the actual source of why I was upset. Yep. Like, love that. Why I was actually feeling the way I was feeling. Because sometimes, you know, you wake up and you just feel like shit and you're like, not really sure what it is. I find that when I sit by myself, like completely silent outside on the grass or even on the pavement, I can actually find what the source of why I mm. feel that way is. Yeah, not just throwing it in the basket, like, Whatever, I wake up, I feel like shit, that's my day. Mm. And you know, a lot of people will be like, yeah, but you're working too hard, so you're just tired. It's more than just being overtired. Like, it, you know, it happened you know, like on the weekend, you know, Ben was away and mum and dad were at work and Geordie mm. was, I don't know what she was doing, she was out somewhere. Yeah. And you know, you just, you just sit there, like I sat there on the Friday and I was having a bad day on the Friday. Yeah. I literally just sat outside at work. I just said to dad, I just need 10 minutes. So I sat outside, sat there silently found what was wrong I was like right it's going to be a bad day but yeah. you know what it's going to be fine yeah. like you're going to be fine made it through the day got home and just cried about it for like 10 minutes yeah. and I was like you know what it's going to be fine oh and which absolutely let it out oh it was worth it because I have a lot of like I had a lot of anxiety like Ben was away and yeah. you know Ryan used to cheat on me every single chance he got yes when we were together yeah and, you know, I probably had a lot of anxiety about him being away that Ben was gonna, Ben would never, no. for the stars, he would never would. Um, and then I just looked at it and I was like, on the Friday I just sat there and I was like, he never would, he's not like Ryan, yeah. he isn't Ryan. Pull yourself together, let it all out for like 10, 15 minutes and then for, I was good the rest of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. He let me know what he was doing. Yeah. Just chilling, yeah. come home Monday, went to sleep. Yeah. And I was like, I know my anxiety triggers now, like I just feel... Yeah, so just I try smile. and find like the the root of the problem I guess yeah like, like just sitting down find what's actually made you upset why it's made you upset and then work through it the way that you see fit like yeah. whether you I'm a, I like to go to work yeah I like to be at work when I feel that way I like to be busy busy I don't like to be at home some people are different they like to be at home yeah I like to be busy yeah I like to be at work I and mean, lucky for me we had a huge day at work Friday so I was I was good mm. and then you get home and then I just unwind. Especially like Monday as well, I guess like the biggest thing is it's like, obviously it's good to be alone and whatnot, but like Monday at work, you at the bar by yourself, then I at the bar by myself that night. And it was like, just refreshing. Mm. You just cruise around, you talk to people and you're, you're busy enough because you're, you're the only one behind the bars. Yeah. But I was like, I, I had a pretty decent weekend, but I was coming off crook. Chanel was away. And like Monday I was like, the last thing I felt like doing was obviously coming to work because I was just flat. Mm. But I literally got there and because I didn't like, 
I love the people that I work with, don't get me wrong. But even if it was you there, I would have been like, just like, fuck, leave me alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those days where I was like, oh, I just need to be busy. And we weren't obviously flat knacker, but for one person, I was busy. Yeah. And it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. And I think even, yeah, whether it is work, and obviously if you are a bloke that's a tradie or whatever, and go out there and get on the tools or whatever it is, just, just find it. Because yeah. it might be just something you think so basic or you think, oh, that probably won't make me feel any better. It probably will. I guess like I talk about that half an hour in the morning that I get to myself is definitely try and sneak that in, whether it's half an hour in the morning or it is, you know, on your break while you're at work or whatever. Just try and get some time to yourself. Yeah. I think that's the... Time alone is really good. Yeah. Too. I like... I don't like to be like I like to be alone, but I like to have other people yeah. around. Yeah. Like whether it's yeah. in the next room or something, I like to have other people around. Yeah. But know that I'm just by myself. And I think that's probably like benefit working at a pub too. Is like there's going to be people in the pub that you talk to that you will never see ever again. Oh yeah. And it actually helps. Yeah. Because some no people are just no. I have no idea what you do. People have like. no <laughs> clue what you what you do, who you are. And it, it sometimes it's the best thing ever. Well, that's like we've got that big footy trip coming down this yeah. weekend. Yeah. And, you know, they're probably going to be our best friends for like three days. And then yeah. they're going to go back and you're going to be like, oh, never going to see them again. No. <laughs> no. Which... So it'll be, be good vibes this weekend, I think. They're at the Globe all day Saturday, I think. And then at the Gens all day Sunday. So I have to put up with them twice. So Brilliant. Yeah. It's a bit unfortunate for yeah. me, I think. <laughs> good luck. Hopefully they're well behaved or we're going to have a very long weekend together. Well, I think they will be. I don't I know even what, know where they're from. Uh, Murray Bridge. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you know, you remember Fifey? Alex Fifer? Yeah. Up He's part of it. Oh. Yeah. He likes to get a bit loose. Yeah, he does. He? <laughs> he does. Which is nothing wrong with that. Nah, that'd be um, good, I think. Thanks for coming on. Loose. I bloody right. appreciate the fact that you come on and so open about everything. Um, I hope, obviously, anyone that listens gets a bit of something out of it. Um, obviously, Lucy's legs are shaking, so she's a bit anxious. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, obviously, I hope anyone that listens gets something out of it. Any girls that listen get something out of it. Um, if you're in a shit situation, you know, seek help to get out of it. Um, obviously, you know, unfortunately, fucking boys are pricks. Yeah, some of them are. Yes, Not all of us. Not, Not all, all of us. You know. Some of them are, yeah. Yeah. That's for um, sure. You know, which sucks yeah but get yourself out of that um confide in the people you love go on a trip to fiji and yeah go live with the go live in a village yeah yeah and i guess like even with that like yeah there obviously are i don't want to put this how do i put it that it doesn't offend anyone but there are people worse off oh you know what i mean but not like when it comes to mental health and 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 your own battles Mm -hmm. like no problems are worse than any other problems. Like no. whatever's going on in your life is the biggest thing going on in your life. But when it comes to, I guess, gratitude and and what you have here is, yeah, you so know, different. you go go do a trip like that if you get the chance, I guess. Like I oh, that obviously- That is my biggest piece of advice. If, yeah. if it comes up, just go. Yeah. Like, and I think I obviously- There's always people with partners and that, that you yeah. don't, they don't want to leave behind. And I, di- I, mean, I didn't want to- sort of leave Ben and I yeah. was, you know, at that point I was like, well, I should just stay, but yeah. I'm glad I went. Yeah. It's probably the best thing that anyone can do. You have a whole new lease on life when you come back. Oh, 
and I think like I obviously didn't have any appreciation for food yeah. that's for sure <laughs> I didn't even go over there but from what you told me um, one how lovely the people are oh yeah uh, but two yeah like the, the culture shock of obviously going and like you said Fiji's Fiji everyone thinks oh yeah resorts and beaches and hot weather and, and the rest of it but you go into the heart of a, a Fijian village gives you a whole new I guess yeah grasp of what you actually do have yeah. so you know make the most of what you got as well well the way that we looked at it is when we had to say goodbye it felt like you lost yeah. someone like yeah. it felt like grief when yeah. we left and I literally looked at one of my roommate Sophia she's probably listening too yeah she's amazing but where's Sophia from She's from Liverpool, so she's oh, yeah, in right. the UK. She's probably listening. She's probably one, of, uh, one listener that keeps bobbing up. It probably is her because she was like, we that she was with me. Yeah. She was my roommate for five weeks, so she yep. knows everything about me. Right. Shout out to Sophia then. But if she's you're listening. probably listening. Yep. Um, but I actually said to her, I said, it means we've done something good if saying goodbye feels this hard. Oh, absolutely. Like, it felt like grief. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe it. It felt like grief. It felt like you'd lost someone that you just, it meant so much to you, but it was the whole community. Yeah. Like every single person you said goodbye to, it felt like um, Before we like shut off, mm. one, do you have plans on going back over there? Two, like, is it feasible? Like, is it possible to arrange it all? Yeah, so um, if I was to go back over, I'd have to fly into Nandi again then get a flight from Nandi to Suva, then get on a bus from Suva to the village, which is about probably six hours. So yeah, it's right. possible, yeah, yeah. very cheap to yeah. get there. Um, but my young, my brothers said if I ever came back, they would meet me in Suva and then catch the bus back oh, with oh, me. Yeah. So my family would come up yeah. and stay in Suva for a couple of nights. Then we'd go back together. Yeah. But a few of them, they never had left the village before, but now a few of them are starting to leave the village and do like overnights in Latoka and Tavua and all that, which are like sort of like Mount Gambia cities, but yeah. not that big. Not, yeah, yeah. And they're probably three or four hours from the village. So right. they just catch a bus and it's like $5 for GM, which is like a dollar fifty Australian. Shit. So that's a lot of money for them. Yeah. But for yeah. us, you think about it and you're like, oh, it's a dollar fifty. Yeah, fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Get on the bus. Yeah. But for them, it's a lot. So yes, it's possible to go back. It's my younger brother's 18th birthday next June, like the 29th or 30th of June. I think it's the 30th. And when I was there, he asked me if I would come back for it. And I said, you know, I'll try to come back as best as I can for it. Because when we were over there, we also did Nangelawa Day, which is the village community celebration day, where you raise money. Look, we were there last year or this year when we went. And the years before that, they'd raise like 10 grand for their thing. Because everyone from other villages right. comes, everyone from yeah. Suva comes. Yeah. But because there was white people in the village when they had their day on, they raised like 37 grand to Holy build crap. a new, they were building a new church, I think. With yeah, right. Yeah. So the year before they were building paths around, so yep. that was their 10 grand. Yeah. But then now they're building a new church, upgrading the church. And because everyone came, because there was white people yeah. there and they wanted to meet white people, Everyone came yeah. from everywhere. So they donated money and we donated money too. That's elite. So obviously that day is on the 28th of June next year. So they're all kind of like trying to convince us to come back for that. And then it's my brother's birthday. So I was like, I'll just have to see 
if I can sneak back over for two or three weeks, see my family. Yeah. But then it's my 21st um, on the 10th of July next year, so try and come back before yeah. then, but fit it, all, fit it all in. So Bring them all back. Well, I said to him, I said, it was, would you just come over to Australia for my 21st? So my older brother was like, I'd love to come to Australia. So yeah. he's going to try and come back because yep. the flights over there, I think over and back, I think I paid $1,100, which isn't that bad for two flights and accommodation True. for two nights. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was all right. Yeah. So he was like, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. So he's going to see. So if he wants to come back, then I would definitely go so I can bring him back. Because yeah. he, he wouldn't know what he's doing. Love that. Love that. <laughs> so my yeah, he, my young brother was like, please come back, please yeah. come back. Yeah. So, so it's sort of in the works. Sort of in the works. And yeah. Sophia wants to go. So if Sophia makes a trip from Liverpool, yeah. I'm sure I can make a quick trip from... Yeah. Don't really have an excuse, do I? Nah. She's gonna come all the way from Liverpool. I better pull your finger, finger out and come from here. Yeah. So it'll it won't be for six weeks like yeah. last time. It'll only be for two weeks tops, and then I'll come back because I've got a big place in the start of next year. So yeah, and that'll finish on the twentieth of June. So then I will only have really eight days right. before I yeah jet off. So Hell. I'll just Jam-backed. have to see if I can fit it all in. Mm. But mm. I did promise him I'd try and come. So yeah. Might see if Ben wants to come with me this time. I don't think he white would, boy. but he might come. Is that what they'll call him? White boy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Called him white boy the whole time. Yeah. Because well, Ben gave my older brother his Western Bulldogs um, Oh, that's Guernsey. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I took it over there. Ben gave it to me, and then I took it over there, and I was wearing it. And my brother was like, can I wear it to play rugby? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then Ben was like, give it to him. Like, it's really never had one. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Love it. Softy. Thanks, white boy. And then they called him white boy the whole time. <laughs> Um, That's a bit funny. Well, that might uh, wrap it up, I reckon, Luce. Sounds thanks, good. Thanks for the yarn. Thanks for having me on. No, that's all right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being so open and honest. Um, just while we are here, shout out to Charlotte Northam, who I am hopefully getting down to the bay to interview, which by the time this episode comes out, I've probably already interviewed her, but she's doing a walk from Melbourne to Kingston. Uh ridiculous like it's it's, it's crazy no i I love it um so just a shout out to her you know obviously someone that's kind of in the region i guess kingston's close enough yeah close enough so um shout out to her Mm. um i've got jack ryan jake sparrow luke thomas uh, three off the top of my head that uh currently doing uh the run with the weight vest on oh yeah uh so shout out to them for doing good things for the mental mm-hmm. health um and then uh crossfit they're doing a ride for to say uh save money raise money for the royal flying doctors oh that's really so, good there's yeah so there's a lot happening uh that's obviously off the top of my head so obviously if anyone else is doing something good just let me know i'll happily give you a shout out um thanks to karma and coffee karma coffee and donuts for getting us through the episode and getting me through every morning um shout out to tia who's an absolute legend so other than that i think that's us yeah definitely peace out